What up, welcome to a podcast with Mo, I am Mo, this is the highlight, episode number two, uh, on this one we talk about Snappy's Foot, Teenagers, QAnon, Top 5 Movie Trilogies, Cigarettes, Wyatt's Pot Story, Fat People, Rap Music, a bunch of other shit, thanks for still checking us out. What up? And we are joined by Snappy. What up? What up? Coming off of a foot surgery, doing a podcast with your leg propped up. I am. I have to keep it propped up at all times right now. So um, how'd your surgery go? I think it went pretty well. On Monday, I finally got to see the toes, which I'm, you've seen pictures of. Yes. It was pretty damn painful the first few days. Yeah, I tried to explain the process on last week's episode. I don't know if I did an accurate job. You did but... a pretty damn good job. I was I was pleased. All right, so if you're anyone's curious what happened, didn't listen to last week's, check that one out. Um, but your foot, I'm sure, will look a lot different. My only question I really had about it is, will you have to wear a smaller size shoe, do you think? From it looked like they took almost a whole inch off of my big toe, so I'm it, it is possible, right? Because I was just wondering, I was like, huh, or maybe now because your foot's probably the same width, well, maybe not because it was all bent all crazy. But like for me, I know I have to wear wide shoes, or I'm supposed to, I don't uh, always do it, and it's kind of a bitch to have to buy wide shoes. So. Uh, I think we're just gonna measure it out and make sure we'll get the right size, so right? I Go like to a real shoe store with the little thing, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm glad he beat Hillary, but I'm kind of over him. Right. I mean, he's just sense. an idiot. Yes, I did vote for Trump. Do I agree with him? No. Right. And I was trying to explain a lot the other day, and <laughs> I was just like, to me, the thing that I've learned the most about Obama and Trump, or through my adulthood, because those have been the two presidents of my adulthood, is I liked Obama. I'm not a fan of Trump, but neither one done anything. It didn't matter. The country can run no matter who it is, if it's a great speaker or if it's a dumbass. Like, it doesn't matter. The country still figures the shit out and keeps going. So it just made the president seem less important to me as it goes on in my life. I'm like, none of it matters. I don't know why we're so worried about allies. We can't even get along ourselves. Okay, another thing I want to bring up with you because I thought you'd have a fun thought on it, maybe. There is a 14-year-old kid who dresses in drag and wanted to do that in a talent show, and the school canceled it, and now there's been some backlash to the school for canceling it. What are your thoughts? I think they was saving him from getting bullied. Aren't they, aren't they there to protect being bullied? I agree with that. I also think... I really don't think that's It's inappropriate. Because to me, if you're doing a drag show, that means there's some sort of stripping or sexuality involved. Maybe I'm wrong, but anytime I've seen RuPaul or the fucking drag show came through in college and we went to the fucking C4 to watch it or whatever, like, it's always sexualized. So I don't think it would be cool for any 14-year-old to do anything sexualized in a talent show, right? I agree. But I didn't think of it like that, but yeah. But then it's been picked up as like, they're trying to squash his spirit and i'm like no it's just inappropriate why does everything have to be such a big deal of like <laughs> you're so conservative or you're so uptight and it's like or it's just like a teenager they don't want to take your advice yeah i mean you tell them it's like hey that's not appropriate for casual and they go against it and wear it anyway and now it's a big deal 
<laughs> yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about because you told me this story earlier. I just um, don't want to call it out. Right. Well, teenagers um can be dumb, but I mean they they gotta be dumb, or else they don't figure shit out. And the ones that aren't, like all my friends that were like pretty level headed as teenagers, but long done so dumb time, shit when they became adults. There's so many times you've told them something and then they ignored it. But it doesn't. But had matter. they listened, it would have worked out just fine and would have saved a bunch of heartache, crying. Right. But it's just like you know, you tell a kid don't touch the stove; it's hot, and then they touch the stove because they want to make sure what you're saying was accurate. People, you're just dumb. People are dumb. That's just all there is to it, I think. Um, all right, so I heard of this one crazy conspiracy theory, and I sent you a link. I don't think you read too much into it. No, not a lot. It's about to go mainstream from what I understand as far as this uh, conspiracy theory. And it's basically a collaboration of all the alt-right conspiracy theories kind of combined into one umbrella sort of theory. And I actually found it pretty fun and interesting. I'm not saying I believe it. It sounds interesting. Maybe I'll go read through it. Um, so it's... It started because at one of Trump's rallies, someone had a sign that said, we are Q. So now people are like, who the fuck is Q? Um, so that's why like people are now caring, right? And it's spelled uh, capital Q, capital A, and then N-O-N is lowercase. I've pronounced it K-9, but I don't know. I have no idea what it is, right? Uh, how they pronounce it out loud. But that's, if you want to look it up, that's what you can do. And so I read an NPR article, and NPR is normally pretty fair uh, and unbiased in their reporting. And the the gist of it, without going into all the details, is that the Robert Mueller investigation into Donald Trump is all a ploy. And Donald Trump is going on Twitter getting pissed about it. That's also all an act. And that Robert Mueller and Donald Trump are actually working together. And they're going to take down the largest pedophile ring that, that's ever existed that's consisted of people in the government, people in Hollywood, and people in the media. And that's why the media is against Trump. And they'll all see whenever Robert Mueller gets done and he actually goes after the pedophiles and not Donald Trump. And that, that's more or less the, the conspiracy theory, right? And so they blanket that into a lot of other shit. So if anything happens, they'll somehow slot it into it. Um, I think it's an interesting conspiracy theory because it will have, is it true or not, at some point in time. Right. Like at some point in time, we have to get to a place where you're like, well, your conspiracy theory was right or it was wrong. It's not like a JFK thing where like we can argue all day because no one really knows. This is something you are predicting to happen and it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't either, but I think it's fun if it did. And especially if I'm going to be under dictatorship, I promise you it won't be under Trump. (laughs) I did vote for him the first time, but I think it's time to. I just. I think it's time to dump Trump. Um, Another thing I've noticed this week, I saw someone comment this, and now I can't not notice it, is that old people write Facebook comments like they're leaving a voicemail. It'll be like, it's like an old person will come to your page, and they'd be like, hey, Eric, I hope you're having a good day. We're doing all right here. We're just thinking about going to the movies later. All right, talk to you later. And it's like a fucking comment they write out. Like old people, right? And it's just so funny because if you imagine they're leaving a voicemail, it makes perfect sense. My mother intentionally misspells stuff. Like what? W-U-T. Oh, all right. Unless that's just what how she really thinks it is, and that's what happens every time she hits W. <laughs> right. Because this is consistent. 
Right. And then wrestling. She calls it wrestling. Oh, my God. R-A-S-T-L-I-N-G. There is nothing that annoys me more about my dad and other people I meet around this state, because it happens with a lot of other people, that say wrestling instead of wrestling, and that say Washington instead of Washington. Those the, are the two words that the I The wrestling know thing, my mom does it intentionally, and she even labels her pictures and all that. She's always been big into wrestling. Right. And it's always wrestling. Yeah, I don't know why you can't just pronounce it correctly. I don't even know if she puts the G on it. I think she cuts it off at the end. Same way like my dad, uh, he always says idea instead of idea, and I'm like, it's idea. All right, and now we are joined by Dom. What's up? We'll move on to our top five list, which I haven't really brought up yet. It's going to be top five favorite movie trilogies. Which is like the hardest top five to come up with for me. All right, Dom, let's go ahead and get started. What is your number five? All right, I'll preface this by saying I love Clint Eastwood a lot. And I my number five is the Good, Bad, Ugly trilogy. So Fistful of Dollars, a few dollars more. And- all right, my number five, I only put it on here because it was like a big deal when I was younger, and at one point in time, it was like so fucking cool to me. Now, now, I don't necessarily think it's as cool, but it just deserved a spot, which is The Matrix. Um, Number four, this is probably going to get some hate from people, but it's the Star Wars original trilogy. Okay. So, I, didn't I guess it. technically four, five, and six. Yeah. All right, my number four is going to be Toy Story. Okay. You have that on your list. I do have it on my list. It's actually the next one. I have it number three on my list. All right, perfect. Toy Story was my number four and your number three. My number three, yep. My number three, I'm going with Mighty Ducks. What is your number two? You are going to hate this, but it is the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. All right, my number two, I'm going with the American Pie trilogy. What is your number one? This is probably not a surprise, but it's the Friday trilogy. I'm so glad because that movie I thought about, or the ones I thought right before we started, I was like, I hope you have this. What's the Fridays? I didn't even think about it until right before we started. All right, so my number one I'm going with is the Austin Powers trilogy. So I know you had some news you were trying to share with me yesterday, but I told you to save it until you were on the podcast to let me know. About you had a family visitor. Man, I had the most unique experience yesterday. The a cousin that I haven't seen in maybe once in twenty years. She just I get this call and it's a nine one eight number. I'm like, oh fuck it, I'll answer it. Right. And she goes, Hey, this is your cousin Tammy. I'm like, Hi. And we have a cousin Tammy on the side that we're related on. Right, and that's how I originally thought it was, you know, and I've kind of figured knowing her history what she wanted. Right. But this other cousin, I have no idea what her life's been about. We don't keep in touch. It just When did you last talk to her? Maybe we might have crossed paths once in 15, 20 years since I came out of high school. Okay. And we really didn't talk much. I mean, we'd say hi, you know, how you doing, what you been up to. But it was always kind of awkward. It's just you didn't fit in with your own cousins. You know? It's probably because you're so famous from this podcast now. Oh, is with that all right? our listens uh, that she just is trying to but get anyway, in on anyway, she goes, oh, I have what street you live on. I just don't have the numbers, and I'm over here at Laser Zone. Can you come get me? Right. And I'm like, um, I'm kind of in a cast, and my wife's not here, so I can't come and get you. And I told them how to get to Applebee's, and she shows up with this 
kid, you know, a nephew I've never met or a cousin, I guess. Right. I guess a cousin's kid be our cousin. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it's they call it a cousin once removed. Okay. I try to look it up one day because we have so many cousins, and I just say if, like, me and you are first cousins because our dads are brothers. Right. And then I'm like, and now if you're kids, I would call my second cousin. That's what I've done my whole life. Right. But I think that's technically called a cousin once removed. And second cousins would be like my kids, and your kids would be second cousins. Right. But I don't fucking know. Anyway. Well, these are my mom's sister's kids. And so I call my brother real quick after I hang up the phone, and I'm like, dude, what is uh, this about? And he's like, I have no idea. I haven't spoken to her either. He goes, apparently she's all religious. And a little backstory on that, or after the night progressed, I'm talking to her mom. She says she gets up and gets dressed for church and goes into the room and listens to this church online. Yeah, uh, I know. I think there's an H2O church and a Loft church, and they're both huge fucking deals. They're like, uh, I mean, I don't know how to say a cult, but, you know, they have, like, such a huge following. They have a lot of power, basically. Right. Like, and that's, like, and honestly, it works in the internet world. That's why, like, one week everyone will have the same meme about, like, something religious, and you'll see it everywhere, and you're like, where did this come from? It's because they all watch the same church thing. Right. But, yeah. And so she shows up, and she goes, how you doing? She goes, oh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. And then she's like, well, she started telling me a little White bit. White people always taking urban lingo, ruining it. And she, she starts talking. She goes, well, God sent me here. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah, God told me to come here and told, told uh, me he would, uh, he would uh, have you help me. I'm like, how am I supposed to help you? She's like, I don't know. God told me you would. I was like, well, I don't really have money. I don't have income coming in. Right. Because you're out of work because your foot surgery. Yeah. I mean, I don't even have my disability coming in yet. And she's like, well, God sent me here. And so in the background, I'm looking at this kid because she goes to the bathroom. And then she runs back out of the bathroom because she was seeing if we was talking to this kid. And she runs back to the bathroom. She's gone for a minute. And I'm asking this kid, I'm like, are you okay? And he's just shivering. Right. He's probably 13. I mean, he's a tall 13-year-old. And yeah, 13, I'm never, like, super scared. I know, right? but he wouldn't, like, really talk like he yeah. was afraid. And so I had my wife call my mom, and in the background was contacting her mom, because I didn't know what to do. This kid looked like he was in right. danger, you know? And she just keeps telling me about God, and, and my daughter, she's an atheist, and she's kind of starts snickering. Right. And my cousin picks up on it. She goes, what, are, am I not wanted here? I'm like, no offense, but we don't really have all the same beliefs. Right. Well, and I think because your daughter's younger, because... Uh I don't know. I don't necessarily like to say atheist because I'm because I think a lot of people say, when they hear atheist they think you are saying that you don't believe in anything. Period. What I'm saying is I don't believe in anything y'all believe in. That's right. what I'm saying. Anything you that's like a big deal, I, none of it holds up in my judgment. Right. So I'm just like, no, I don't believe in that shit. So agnostic, if you want to say it, but I'll lean atheist. I guess. Oh, uh, she'll straight say atheist. Right, and I have too plenty of times because it's funny. To see the look on some people because they think that means you worship Satan. And yes, that's so funny because my stepdad made a comment about that one time. She was down. Was like, oh, he was a atheist and a devil worshiper. And my daughter just well, she was so mad. Well, you shouldn't be mad. You should laugh because it's like, first off, the devil's not a bad guy. He was made by God to punish God's enemies. I don't know. It's just he's supposed to be like a tool of God, but yet he's the enemy of God. Has the same power. It's like a fucking superhero movie that's been rebooted too many times where you don't remember what powers people have. Anyway, totally beside the point. I would have handled it more in a, how did God talk to you? What did he say? How did he communicate? Well, at this point... Was this a voice in your head through an animal? Like, I would just, I would lean so hard into buying in 
to I, see how ridiculous she would have went. That's I sh- how I handled it. I should have, but I choked. <laughs> I choked, man, because I was like, what is this? Because I'm not really a religious person. I mean, I want to believe in God so bad, but I, I can't. Right. I want to really bad. I'm, I agree 100%. It'd be cool. I mean, I just, maybe it's the fear. Maybe because, yeah, who fucking wants to burn forever? Well, that sounds awful. <laughs> so, anyways, my wife ended up calling the cops because, you know, my daughter was really serious about it. My daughter was fixing the call when she gets irate, you know, right. about sensitive fucking situations. Social justice warrior. Oh, she is. And, uh, which is totally a good so term. And so this cop ended up, because she was driving this black sedan with purple flames. You couldn't mistake this car. And yeah, that's on a good runaway car. Yeah, so the cop ended up finding her, and he said, this lady was out there, and I promise you she wasn't high on drugs. She was really, really high on religion. And I tried to talk to the kid, and the kid wouldn't let me know anything, but she kept interrupting like she wouldn't leave me alone with the kid. Right. So. Maybe he's a human sacrifice. I mean, he, he, he determined that he couldn't do anything. Right. Based on the kid wouldn't give him any signals. I mean, that's if it's her kid. He's under 18. Yeah, parents have rights. He, he was afraid for his life, man. All right, and we are joined by Chick. Hey, guys. So, anyway, also brought you here, Chris, to go over a top five list. Top five football movies, right? Top five football movies. I don't. Um, all right, so what is your number five? I got Friday Night Lights, the movie. I mean, the series is good, but we're going right. to movie. All right, my number five I'm going to go with is Little Giants. Great, great movie. Uh, the, my fourth movie, uh, a lot of people probably haven't heard of it, and if you haven't heard of it, uh, it's called Brian's Song. It's about Brian Piccolo. All right, my number four is coming up later on your list, so I'm going to skip that one, and we have the same number three, Okay. which is Any Given Sunday. And, Higher, and we're skipping your four because of my number one, so my number two is The Replacements. All right, my number two is, um, I really debate on it being my number one, but I'm going with Waterboy. And your number one, which was my number four, was Varsity Blues. Oh, I guess another random update is uh, on my quitting smoking. The last, or so like three days ago, I only had eight cigarettes, and then two days ago, eight cigarettes, and then yesterday, I only had five cigarettes. And then today I have had no cigarettes at the moment, but I don't know how long that'll last because I really just want one, not that I need one. So um, we'll see what happens there, but I'm getting pretty close to quitting. And I've honestly been like, I should just smoke a cigarette. I mean, I was smoking 13 cigarettes a day last week and fucking like however many a day a month ago. So maybe I should take it slow, but I've made it until we're almost at three o'clock in the afternoon. I haven't had a cigarette. So I'm like, well, I could probably go the rest of the day, maybe. What up? And we are joined by Wyatt. Hey. Before you left, um, is you have a good pot story. I do. And I like I've said, me personally, and I've even said on this podcast before, people who have stories similar to this, I think are all bullshitters. Because I'm like, how? How is that possible when people like me have partook so many times and this has never <laughs> happened but i guess there could be an argument of some genetic thing i don't know all right but look when you produce the podcast this is the point where you should put on some mood music okay right? i'll make Behind, some yeah make, make some, some mood music for this story and i'm just gonna tell the story <laughs> 
2014. Dun dun. Sorry, I'm making music <laughs> markers so I know where to put stuff. Um, I am dating this girl who is the queen of pot. She wakes up, she smokes. She eats lunch, she smokes. She goes to work, she smokes. She comes home, she smokes. Right before she goes to bed, she smokes. Probably about five times every single day. She's going through ounces in a matter of like a week and a half. Right, so I just want to quick aside. You clearly don't smoke because to everything you just said, not that weird to me. Oh my um, God. Throughout college, I smoked way more than that. Oh my I God. smoked way more than an ounce in a week and a half. Um, so anyway. Continue. So anyway, she, she, she does lots of, of the pot, right? I don't. I never have. I never wanted to, right? Because when I was a kid, I was all about the Jesus, you know, and that, and that's why I didn't. Um, then as I got older, I didn't just because like, you know, the stereotypes about potheads, you know, it makes you lazy. It makes you dumb, you know, stuff like that. I did it for self-medication for anxiety. I'm sure. Yeah. Now, you know, there's good reasons for it, but I'm not saying I was right to think that, but that's, that's what I thought. But I will say real quick, because I want to try to fit on. There are a lot of people who smoke pot who shouldn't, that are the dumb stoner character. It's just not everyone. And that's, yeah. So anyways, but one night comes around and she's out there smoking and I think to myself tonight's the night and so I go out there and I I say I would like to partake in your marijuana please and I sit down and she rolls a a blunt and we're smoking this blunt for a while and then we start doing the pipe and I like the pipe a lot more. It's not as like burn. It doesn't burn as much. Right. Well, so, blunt, you're getting tobacco right. from the paper. And, right. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was better. The pipe was better. But at that Spoken point. Spoken like a true pothead. She starts saying, she starts saying things like, hey, if you don't exhale and you just let it dissipate in your lungs, you'll get higher faster. Not true. And, you know, that's what I want. You know, that's what I want. I want to just get baked as quickly as possible so that I can see what it's like. THC absorbs insulin into your cheeks. <laughs> and so I start doing that. And what I didn't know is that if you do that, then when you exha- exhale, nothing will come out. Correct. So I just thought that I wasn't getting any. So I started hitting harder and harder. Yeah. And you've done everything correct. Finally, (laughs) finally, I'm pissed because nothing is happening. You know, like, I don't feel anything. And I'm like, if this is all it is, then all these people are just, like, sensationalizing a waste of time. And so I'm sitting on a chair that has arms on it. And my hands go from my my legs to the arms of the chair. And I'm going to, you know, stand up. So I'm going to press against the arms. But that movement of just my hands going from my legs to the arms of the chair wrecks my whole fucking world. And the fucking world starts spinning around my nose. And like all I can see and focus is my nose and everything else is just spinning in circles. And when that stops, I have no fucking idea where I am. And I look down and I know that I've been smoking pot because there's all the pot smoking accoutrement on the table. Of course. And I look at my girlfriend at the time and I'm like, I what, what is going, like, where am I? 
And she's like, what are you talking about? You know, like she's all chill. And I am not chill at all. So I'm like looking around like how to escape my back room. And I go in through the back room, through the laundry room, into the kitchen. Because my thought process was I need to get some fluids. You know, I need to drink, flush my system out. But by the time I get to the kitchen, I have no idea why I'm in the kitchen. So I try to think as hard as I can. And I remember the pot smoking accoutrement and I remember that I was smoking pot and then I remember that I came into the kitchen to get water so I start to pour the water but by the time the glass is full I have no idea why I have a glass of water so I have to think and I remember the pot smoking accoutrement in the kitchen and the water and so I drink the water I don't know what the fuck you smoke and, I don't think you smoke pot and the best way that I can explain it is that every 12 seconds or so I was waking up from a dream in that I could still remember what was going on, but only in the way that you remember a dream. It's like the 51st date strand. (laughs) (laughs) You just kept forgetting. And so, so I, I am freaking out because I think that what's happening to me is that I'm having a series of micro seizures that is like (laughs) destroying my brain from the inside. That would be bad. And so that is what I have convinced myself of. And so I look at my girlfriend at the time and I'm like, you have to take me to the hospital. And she's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, if I die, you will go to jail for the rest of your life. You need to take me to the hospital. Yeah, you would have been worse to get high with. Sure. <laughs> and at that time, we were living with a friend of ours. Um, and I knocked on his door. It was like 2 in the morning. Right. But knocked on his door and woke him up. He has to be at work at like 9 o'clock the next right. day. I wake him up. He comes out. And I tell him what's happening, you know, that I'm having the series of micro seizures and that I need to go to the hospital. I'm like, you knocked <laughs> my door. No, you're not. And he's like, go the fuck to sleep. You're not nothing fucking wrong with you. Uh, but I, I'm, I am unconvinced. And so I start Googling, you know. But like when you're high and you're Googling, you know, you get onto like a weird part of the Internet. So I find like medical research that shows that like pot can cause seizures in some people. So I was like, this is it. I'm one of the the point zero zero one percent. I am dying. You have to take me to the hospital. So I convince her and she does. See, that, we that's go. the craziest of your whole story. <laughs> the so, craziest part is that she took you because I guarantee yeah, you I yeah, would not take the hospital. Yeah. So we go to the hospital here in Ada. And she doesn't come in with me. She just like stays in the car. Of course. And I go to the to the hospital. I walk in through the doors. They slide open. There's the bright lights. I come up to the th- the the front desk and I say, "How can we help you?" And I say, "I don't remember," because again, I've just woken up from my dream. So you should. And so I have to. Then. So I have to think. <laughs> And then I remember the pot smoking accoutrement and the kitchen and the water and the seizures. And I said, I think I might be dying. And she's like, why do you think that? And I'm like, well, I did some drugs. And now I think I'm having a series of micro seizures. And she's like, well, how did you get here? And I'm like, I don't remember. And she's like, well, that's not good. Did you drive? And I was like, I don't think so. I'm pretty fucked up. And she's like, okay, well, we'll get you in to see the doctor. So I go to the the little room and I wait. And a nurse comes in. She asks me what's going on. I tell her. She leaves. I wait some more. Doctor comes in. 
And at the time, I'm wearing one of those Jesus bracelets that you talked about earlier. Yes, WWJD. Yeah, I was wearing one of those because I wear a Gay Straight Alliance bracelet and a WWJD bracelet on the same wrist as like a political statement. that's what would Jesus do? Yeah, it's a political statement. So anyways, he sees that and he's like, so what do you think uh, the big man would think of you right now? (laughs) And I was like, Obama? (laughs) And he was like, no, God. And I was like, fuck God. And he's like, well, then why are you wearing that bracelet? And I'm like, that's none of your business. Freedom of religion. Let's <laughs> do it I want. And, and he's like, well, um, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, I'm having this series of micro seizures. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're Let not. Let me tell you, doctor. <laughs> he's like, no, you're not. You're on drugs. And I was like, is that your medical opinion, <laughs> asshole? Right. And he's and he he says, "All right. We're going to do a blood test, see if your drugs were laced with anything cuz that's possible. But in the meantime, I'm going to put this IV in your arm. No one would waste their drugs." <laughs> he said, "I'm going to put this IV in your arm and it's going to flush out your system and you're going to feel better and you're going to feel like an asshole." And so he he leaves and he doesn't return for 45 minutes. Gotta flush your system. And about 15 minutes in, I'm not high anymore. Well, that's cool that they and have And so I'm sitting there that. for 30 minutes feeling like a fucking asshole. Yeah. And he comes back in and he's like, so, you okay? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, well, we did the test. It wasn't laced with anything. And I was like, Okay. And he was like, now, how did you get here? And I was like, my girlfriend drove me. And he was like, did you know that as much as it is a crime to do drugs, that it's also a crime to drop drop off a high person at a hospital and leave them? And you could both go to jail and she would face like these extra charges. She would be in more trouble than you were. And I was like, no, I didn't know that. After you were like, you're going to go to jail. (laughs) And, And he was like, I didn't call the police this time, but I could next time. And I was like, there will never be a next time. And that's why you've never smoked pot. And so I've never smoked pot again. Because even after my system being flushed and me not being high anymore, I was so paranoid from it that when I did get home from the hospital, I stayed up for like four more hours because I couldn't go to sleep because I had convinced myself that if I did, I wouldn't wake up. So it just like it made me paranoid and freaked out and just not happy. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, it was a bad time. It's kind of cool. Like I would have saved myself so much money <laughs> if I would have had a freak out at the beginning yeah. of uh, my drug life or whatever. Speaking of that, I quit taking my Shantix even though I was uh advice to keep taking it right but i just don't like taking pills i just really i've never have enjoyed it um not like the actual like physical act i just i just don't trust them right i don't trust the man and even though i will say it's miracle drug you know i don't smoke cigarettes anymore and i did that in like five weeks um i still still wish i had like cigarettes that didn't have nicotine so i could look cool every now and then and have one but my wife is like it doesn't make you look cool but i just get bored like, I'm pretty sure I have some sort of undiagnosed ADD. Right. And I, in my car driving, I'm like, there's nothing to do. And I know I'm just, I'm driving is what you do. That's what you do when you're driving. 
But I'm like, what else am I supposed Your to do? Your other hand needs to be doing something. Right. It's like I need to be doing something right now. So uh, that's been the struggle. And I'm I'm pissed all the time. So I'm normally a very grouchy guy, honestly. Like I try right. to be pretty cool, but I'm real like ranty and grouchy. And normally I have a cigarette. So I'd have like, you know, every hour for five minutes, just five minutes or just be like, fuck the world. Have me a nice cigarette. And your whole body, you can feel it just calming down. Right. And now... I never have that. There is never a release of pressure. It's just always a constant buildup to where like earlier when this restaurant was closed that I wanted to go to, I was like, well, fuck, guess we're going home and not eating, huh? And I did. And that's what I did. I was all fucking pissed because I was like, I just have no release valve at the that moment. That sounds pretty damn stubborn. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I got to figure, I'm rather just going to change fundamentally as a human being, or I got to figure out something besides all this gum I've been chewing. Oh, also I've ate a maple long john. Every oh, yeah? day except Monday since I've quit smoking cigarettes since I've become my substitute. I like just need sugar and this donut store has these delicious maple long johns and I walk in, it's like 97 cents and I'm like, thank you very much. And I should inhale this maple long john with all this sugar glory. They're so bad for you. Yeah, they're so good though. Um, so my wife's pissed at me. She's like, you need to quit eating maple long johns. And I was like, it's not like it's every day. They're not even <laughs> open on Mondays. And I had this weird epiphany this week, and now I could be wrong, so I don't know what like a, an epiphany is if you're not correct. But I think the wave of the political correctness really started with fat people. Oh, yeah? And here's my thought process behind it all. My wife argued it could have been like with the term retard, right? Like that became like, you can't say that, right? Like there was a time when that was like a legit term. Yeah. And then it became like, no, you can't say that. But I disagree. I think it happened with fat people because there was a time in my life and definitely I'm sure. And I, I've always felt like I'm fat. There's never been a time in my life I did not feel like I was a fat person. So I don't mean anything offensive by me saying fat people like that. But like when I was a kid, I was just made fun of for being fat. And it was like, and if you don't like it, then you can lose some fucking weight. Right, like that's how people would approach you if they. That is how you they fatter. would approach you. Right, and so, and that was fun. That was just the world we were in. It was mean, sure, and all that. But there came a time where you learned the world learned you could have a medical condition that made you fat. Right. Yep. So then, no matter what, if someone's fat, it's like, hey, don't say that. They could have a medical condition, but you know, <laughs> goddamn well, fucking ninety percent of us don't. We're just fat, and then like. You weren't allowed to be mean. And I'm not saying you should be mean to people, but I think you have the right to be mean to people if you want. And so I, everyone knows someone that's fat. It's not like a gay person where, like, you might have went your whole life and never met a gay person, so you never quit using the word gay, right, to mean stupid or something. But, like, you, all, everyone knows someone fat because so many people in America are fat. Right. So you're like... Someone always had to have the fat friend. Right, and so, like, I just think... I think that was the first group that was like, hey, that's mean, guys. And everyone's like, all right, we'll cut it down. And then eventually, like now, if you went outside and we went across the street to Brahms and you saw someone and you saw someone around, you're like, look at that fat fucker over there. They'd be like, sir, that is inappropriate. Oh, yeah. And I think like 25 years ago, they would have laughed. Like, and maybe I'm wrong on that. If I hear some fat stuff right now, I'll just look at the people when they don't think I'm here and say, is that a fat joke? And they're like, uh, uh, uh. Right. And you, you have to go the other way now to make you right. right. So it's, um, I don't know. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I just think that's where the political correctness started was with, you couldn't call fat people fat anymore. And I, I'm totally guilty of this. We're like, I'm fat in high school and I'm like, 
no girl like me because I'm fat. And then the girls are like, of course I'm not when you're calling yourself fat. And then like I've met people in real life, like females when I was single, that would be like, I'm all ugly and fat. I'm like, yeah, as soon as you say that, I, f I feel it. <laughs> like, <laughs> because like, you know, people's personality matters and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like it's just a thing, like you weren't allowed to, or people fish for compliments, like I'm just so fat. Like that's the only way people mention it now. Like, you can't just be like, yeah, I guess you could stand to lose 10 pounds or whatever. Like, people, you don't, you're like not really allowed to say that. Yeah, anymore. if you say that, then it gets worse. Uh, what I've learned this week is some people chemically can't control their emotions. Yeah, um, chemicals. I don't know how I feel about that. And these people's brains, man. I got all kinds of crazy shit going in my head all the damn time. Oh, yeah, I totally I feel like have I'm to crazy. I put a leash on it. I totally feel like I'm crazy multiple times a week. I have thoughts to myself of like, I wonder if everyone thinks like this. And I'm sure everyone has that thought. And maybe some of us think the same way and maybe some of us don't. But like, we're like schizophrenia or voices in your head. I'm like, if you're just saying like, is there different sides of your personality? And can you like have a, a dialogue between people in your brain? Sure, I can do that. But I don't feel like I'm crazy. But if I think if I explain that, someone's like, you're a crazy person. But I just think I, mean, I'm, uh, I can argue you with myself. You don't feel no matter what was going on in your mind that you could not control the emotions coming out of your body? Um, I feel that I could always put a rein on that shit. I'm pretty good, but I think it depends how you're raised. Um, I've been, like, I have a grandfather that would be like, are you crying? Men don't cry. Suck it up. And I, I'm like that to this day. Like, even if it's a good cry, like, I'm like, man up, stiff lip. Oh, no, I'm, I'll cry at a funeral, man. It just... Oh no, I'm a. I turn. I'm not saying I won't cry, but I'm saying like I do not want to cry. Right. Like I do everything in my power not, not to. Well, and that a, is how we was raised. Right. And I'm a sensitive guy. Like I mean, I'm all cool with like I have empathy and shit. Like, but I'm still like, no, I'm not gonna cry out in front of you. <laughs> like that's just how I right I was raised. So I just don't feel ever the need to just belt and waller in public. Oh, well, I just don't like causing a scene in public in general. Like, I get oh, so... It's the most embarrassing thing ever to me, I think. Yeah, I get real embarrassed with my mom. And even thinking back of it, it makes me embarrassed. Because she's just the type... Like, she's going to argue with someone about a coupon. Right? And I'm not saying we're, that wasn't needed. Right. But, like, it would fucking kill me to be like, all these people are looking at me. Yeah, I just start walking out and wait outside at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best, best way to do it. Like, it's really worst case scenario. Right. And I know it's like easier for me because I have, you know, recorded rap songs or whatever. And I do stupid shit that, like, sometimes, like, if no one else is in this house, because I, my wife gets pissed at me because I won't let her hear me rap. I mean, I'll rap, like, in front of her, like, fucking around, but not, like, while I'm recording. Well, you got some Eminem gerbils in the ass type deal going on? <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> I just don't like people looking at me. I don't know. I feel like real self-conscious because I'll make weird noises and shit. But like sometimes that's like the coolest shit I've ever made. We're like when I've done something stupid with a weird voice. But I would have never done that if people were around. Right. So it's like it's just that's the way I am. And that's just how they I, I feel say you. Uh, Now, once I've done it and it's like on a CD, I'll redo it in front of people. That's fine. But like that first time I can't. So like I would get nervous as well or like free song in front of people. Um, but podcasts, it's just like, if it's real shit, I'm going to cut it. If it's like real, real boring. Right. I'll probably just cut it unless I feel like it'll offend the person who's on or whatever. And then, like, there's no rules for any of this. <laughs> so, like, there's no need to, to be nervous, really. Make sure you set your lineups next week because I'm coming to beat that ass.
What up? And we are joined by Curtis. Yo, how's it going? Um, so all day today, I've been working on a rap song because I made this beat I really liked. And then you heard it, and it's like not super cool. But I have this whole new theory of rap music, and then this will lead into me asking kind of rap music you like, so I know you enjoy it. Um, where I'm gonna try this, do this like stream of consciousness raps, where like I write it kind of like the way you freestyle, but where it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with each other. So like an example of a line earlier, as I say, like my memories are a fucking blur, but then fucking blurs remind me of censored pornography because you know they're blurs that are fucking. So then I I roll that into a line about Japanese pornography. So that's like my new strategy on trying to write some rhymes. And we're gonna see how it goes. So anyway, just yeah. sharing that. Yeah, and I yeah, and I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, and like you were saying, it's kind of like uh, that point where it's just the the words itself or the everything itself is is its own deal because like you said, it, it's one the fucking blurs. You took that in a literal sense. Right. And earlier you were saying, well, you know, sometimes we, when you're writing with a purpose, you know, kind of like it's you have to have the purpose. What up? Uh, I'm going to call that one another highlight episode. Now, I know these aren't necessarily highlights because there's probably better parts. Maybe I should be calling these clip shows. It's too late, though. Already named the first one. Uh, but these are clips from episodes four through nine. Go back and listen to those episodes if anyone's are curious. Um, I have noticed I talked a lot about politics before, and I'm trying not to include any of that because it just doesn't age very well. And I was just so much more liberal four years ago um, than I feel now. So I just it's a little cringe, if you will. Also, I enjoy all the random mentions of rap music and how I start. I say a lot of things like I used to rap or I'm thinking about rapping again or like I I just started making beats. You know, it's I'm like a different person. So um, and then in other ways, still the same person. So anyway, if y'all like these highlight episodes, clip shows, whatever we're going to call them, uh, let me know. I'll probably keep making them. They're a lot of work, but it's also kind of fun. So uh, thanks for checking us out. Makes 